we're back with another episode of the Sound On Sight Walking Dead podcast. This is Kate Kalsik, TV editor for Sound On Sight, and I'm joined as ever by my fabulous co-host, Mr. Ricky D, our general editor, general editor. Hey, Kate, I'm in a really emotional wreck right now because I just rewatched the episode. Why would you do that to yourself? <laughs> because I just got a PBR for the first time, right? So I wanted to test it out. So I'm like, I'm going to record the episode and then I can rewatch it because sometimes... It's hard reviewing an episode, especially in the past when I'm not entirely sure if something happened, but I have to go write my review based on my like terrible memory. And so it's kind of cool having a PVR now. So I can actually go back and I can even fast forward and rewind. So yeah, I rewatched it, but it's, you know, not the first thing I want to do in the morning. Yeah, maybe not. Um, it's, it was an emotional episode of The Walking Dead, season four, episode eight, our mid-season finale, Too Far Gone, written by Seth Hoffman and directed by Ernest Dickerson. And here to help us discuss it from the TVfanatic.com, it's Sean McKenna. Sean, welcome to the show. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. So, Sean, what have your thoughts been on the season as a whole so far leading up to this midseason finale? Uh, I guess I got I got two kind of thoughts. My my initial thoughts were that uh, I liked the, the start, the start of the season. I liked how it was kind of progressing. I was OK with the whole flu storyline. And then I didn't really like the kind of pause and momentum stopping to check in on the governor. Um, it just I don't know, for whatever reason, it just it really wasn't hitting with me and kind of the the payoff of jumping right back to the finale um those two episodes i i could have done without but i i liked the way the the mid-season finale went so for the most part i think it's been a pretty decent season so far so what did you think of of the mid-season finale then were there specific elements that that really worked for you said you said that you enjoyed it um and do you think it would have been as effective because when you're saying your thoughts on the season that's basically my thoughts on the season. Um, yeah. Do you think this midseason finale would have been as effective for you if we hadn't spent any time with the governor and his new group of people? Uh, I, I honestly think that I think it probably would have had the same effect for me. At least I like to think so. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, I just, I think I felt with the whole governor storyline, it was like they were trying to make him maybe he could be a good guy and then really he was just kind of the same guy that we saw before so i felt like if ultimately we've never watched those two episodes it wouldn't be like anything new or surprising it was still the same governor we always knew in the first place um just with kind of a, a new crew to try and attack the the uh rick in his in his prison but um but i but i still liked what what they did with it um i think my my i guess most general thoughts about the mid-season finale was the fact that for the most part i think the first half was a little boring for me um i felt like it was a lot of talking a lot of kind of like posturing between the two groups but as as soon as that you know big herschel moment everything just flipped into overdrive it was i mean it was intense right from that moment so i have a question did you uh read the comic book uh i've read i <sighs> yes but okay. it, it it's been a while since i i've read it so a lot of the stuff i don't I don't really connect them anymore, um, especially since they. I know that they sort of have branched off into two totally separate entities. Which reminds me, we should say up here at the top, we will not be spoiling anything from the comic books. I have not read them. Ricky has read some of them, but everything we discussed this week uh, and, and always on the Saturday Walking Dead podcast will be about this episode and anything that's come before. Any speculation we have is not spoilers. It's not based on yep. any anything factual. So just... For our listeners, yeah, there are not be spoilers. <laughs> I and I, I probably couldn't tell you anything that 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 happens in the comic book, and I read it a long time ago. So, Ricky, what did you think of everything? 
Okay, well, the, the problem I have in recording a Walking Dead podcast every week is I have to dance around some issues based on what I've read in the comic book. You know, so I can't really give out too many clues or hints as to what I think could happen in future episodes. And I don't usually talk about the comic book or compare the series to the comic book, but I'm actually going to do it today. But I'm not going to spoil anything for anybody, so don't worry. But <laughs> the reason why I had asked you if you had read the comic book is because in the two previous episodes, Dead Weight and Live Bait, what the writers of The Walking Dead tried to do, and they tried their very best to do, mm-hmm. was to incorporate elements from The Rise of the Governor, which is basically mm-hmm. a spin-off novel of The Walking Dead comic book series. Okay. And it, it, um, it explores like the backstory of Philip Blake, a.k.a. the governor, right? Mm-hmm. Now, it didn't really work. I think it was a little too late for them to incorporate the governor's backstory because at this point in time, I think just about everybody was sick of his character because he was so cartoonish and so over-the-top yeah. and so silly, as opposed to the comic book in which his character is freaking awesome and cool and like just menacing um so i think that left a lot of viewers frustrated specifically me and i think kate also right uh but i think i appreciate the fact that the writers do veer away from the comic book because it provides readers of the comic book with surprises and i you know it's a different medium i want to see them adapt the story in whichever way they see fit to adapt it to the small screen Sometimes the changes work really well. You know, I always bring up the Shane and Rick relationship, which I think is far better in the TV series because in the comic book, Shane dies right away, right? Yeah, it's um, very short. <laughs> it's so short. It's like like <laughs> an issue or two. Yeah. Um, so that is what they were trying to do with the governor. And I, it's, it's really tricky these last three episodes because when we reviewed uh, the first episode, Dead Weight, we yep. didn't really know what to think because we're like, well, we like the fact that they're offering this backstory to the governor and they're developing these new characters. We get to know who Lily is and Megan and Tara, as opposed to in the past where they've introduced characters and then we don't get to know them and they die right away. We're like, OK. You know? <laughs> yeah. um, and also they try to humanize the governor. But then we get live bait and then the governor is right back to his like crazy self. So I was like, so it left a lot of viewers thinking that the episode Deadweight was a big waste of time. But I thought it was actually a really well-written, well-acted, and well-directed episode. I thought Live Bait was a complete waste of time to some degree. <laughs> but yet it was really well-directed. So I'm so conflicted with these three episodes. Yeah. But here's the thing, okay, guys. And this is not a spoiler, okay? But just a little comparison between the TV show and the comic book. In the comic book, the prison storyline is by far the biggest event, right? That's why readers of the comic book were really hyped when – you know, back like two seasons when they were like announcing that they were going to make it to the prison. Everyone was like so excited. But it wasn't just because of the governors, because in the comic book, Lori and the baby, baby Judith, die at the end of the prison storyline. They die in the same moment. Right. Mm-hmm. And so in the TV series, they decide to kill off Lori way back. I think it was what, season two, three. Three. Season three? Yeah, the first half of season three. So yeah. they kill off Lori, but they didn't kill off baby Judith, which is fine because that was one of the darkest, most depressing, devastating moments of the TV series. Yeah. And I kind of feel like they've taken the prison storyline and they try to incorporate it into the TV show in a way that would give us two big scenes, two emotionally devastating scenes, one involving Lori dying and one involving baby Judith dying. But here's the problem with this episode is nobody knows what happened to baby Judith. Yep. Right? So yep. this could be, and I use the word could because we don't know, we, we won't know till next year, but this could be a potentially big problem because 
if Judith did actually die in this episode, they royally fucked up because we we got like one shot of the baby. You know, like I think like the little girls are running with the baby. She smiles at the camera. She's all happy because the tank's attacking the prison. You know, she's like having a good time. And then we don't see the baby again. We don't know what happened to her. We don't know why the girls abandoned the baby. We have no idea what happened to the baby. So we get this moment where Rick and Carl show up. They find the bloody baby seat with minus the baby. And their reaction tells us that she clearly died. But the direction of the episode tells us that she could be alive. And that could be problematic because if she's actually dead, they didn't do it justice because the death of a child should be even more emotionally devastating than what we got in this episode. If she's still alive, then I can forgive them. So that's where I'm kind of like conflicted. <laughs> I don't know what to think. Well, I, you know, if, if, if baby Judith is alive, I think we needed to see that this week, unless that's going to be like a twist down the line where we'll get a flashback. But yes, the rules of genre television tell us we don't know <laughs> because we haven't seen the body. We haven't seen the little baby Walker and uh which would be incredibly disturbing and i'm sure they can't wait to pull out one of those down the line but easily that that could just be a bloody car seat we don't know yeah mm-hmm. it doesn't make sense to me that they just left her sitting by herself the the girls and so therefore it could just be that she was taken out of the car seat by another adult and she's like on the bus or she could and or she could have that could have happened and she could uh, have have died in you know in the frenzy or like, we have no idea and that is a problem for me. Okay, but it, it it will be an even bigger problem if she actually died because they should have given us a shot or two to to make us understand where she is, what's happening to her, who's looking after. Her. I mean, it's kind of silly that these four little kids are taking care of the baby <laughs> while there is like this major attack on the prison, but we get one shot of Judith. So what happens is. At the end of the episode, when Rick and Carl discover the baby seeds, instead of me feeling this overwhelming emotion of sadness, I was just like, wait a minute, is she dead? Is she not dead? Like, I was just confused. And it kind of ruined it for me. It felt to me like we're supposed to assume she's dead. And so that way, therefore, if we're not supposed to assume she's dead, I have a problem with that. If we are supposed to assume she's dead, that, that, that is how it played to me. Sean, how did it play to you? Yeah, I mean, I I think it's it's kind of a a, a problem either way because I, I think I really liked kind of the the emotional scene between Rick and Carl and the fact that they they are assuming that she's dead, which in effect is making us assume that she's dead. But hmm. I just feel like if if she if she didn't die, it would have been maybe nice to see like a glimpse of that during this episode where we still get that emotional moment where they think she's dead, but not. So, I just I don't know if I'm gonna enjoy. Like near the end of this season, all of a sudden, oh, Judith's still alive or something like that. I just I don't know if that's the kind of a twist that I want to see happen because they're trying to mislead us with the fact that Judith's dead. But at the same time, I think kind of you're right in the fact that, well, if all we get is just a bloody car seat and that's kind of the whole deal of it, it's that's, you know, that's missing its own thing in in of itself. So it's almost like they kind of got themselves stuck in a particular writing position with that. Yeah, because because the thing is, they pushed boundaries for television, but I don't yeah. think they're willing to uh, show a child actually die on screen. Like, for example, they're not willing to show an abortion. Like, I don't think any show, be it Breaking Bad, Walking Dead, or sure. I don't know, the, that's one issue they will totally avoid. Like, if a character gets pregnant, and if you know the character is not going to have the baby, then you know she's going to, like, lose it somehow. Like, miscarriage, right? Yeah. Um, but 
so I'm not saying that we need to see the baby like explode on screen or see the <laughs> zombies <laughs> like the baby, but they, 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 they had the responsibility to still show viewers where the baby is, at least yeah. ge geographically compared to like how far she is from the bus, for example, like sure. does she have a chance to make it to the bus? Because ending your mid season with a cliffhanger is great. Yeah. Um, but this just left everybody confused. And, and so that's why I bring up the comic book because in the comic book, it's like, it's like the most, yeah. Uh, it's like the biggest moment of the comic book, not just because Lori dies, but because the baby dies also. I mean, Judith, I mean, if you think about just her birth, like it came at one of the darkest moments of the TV series. You know, Lori has to sacrifice herself. Um, Carl has to clean up after the mess and shoot Lori in the head when she turns into a walker. But the baby offered the group and especially Rick, a protagonist, a bit of hope in such a like bleak post-apocalyptic world. Yeah. And so just removing her from the equation so quickly without really doing justice to her character is kind of odd. Yeah. No, I absolutely agree. Um, I, I was watching this episode and in sort of, as I posed to you, Sean, I was somewhat uh, of, of two minds about it because while I didn't need to spend the last two weeks with the governor at all, I yeah. thought a lot of what we got in the episode with that character, just in how he relates to other people worked and was interesting. Um, I had a, I had a bit of a problem with how easily he captures Michonne and Herschel and they don't escape. He's just by himself. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like he did a ton of stuff easily. Like, I think that was another one of my kind of problems was the fact that like, he's so easily convinced like the entire group of people, this like new group that he hasn't really been around that long, I guess to sort of band together and fight a bunch of other people they don't even know. And and, and then kill them, even though he, they've been offered safe passage, including yeah. Tank Boy, whose brother he just killed. Yeah, yep. exactly. Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah, and so I liked that we knew who was coming at the at the prison. I yeah. liked that we knew Tara and, uh, and, and, and Mitch to some extent, though he was acting out of character. For me, yeah. um, but I like that we had, you know, we knew who some of these people were, like Alicia. So I cared when Alicia was killed. Yep. One of the characters are like killing another, a new character that I that I thought had a lot of promise. Mm -hmm. But, but yes, like you say, I didn't, I didn't believe a lot of the decisions that necessarily had to happen. It felt very much, you know, the show wanted you to think maybe there's a way, except that we, in watching, we all know this is a TV show, right? And we all know that they're not that because this is a TV show, they're not going to stay at the prison forever. No. <laughs> and but, so there needs to be an awareness from from the show, from the writing, and and even just maybe the direction or the if there's like a sense of irony to the to what's happening. The audience knows this is not going to go well. So right. to spend half your episode pretending that maybe it can doesn't quite work for me. No, I think they made a major, major mistake in trying to incorporate the rise of the governor into season four. I think, I don't know, I, I think season four thus far has been honestly the most disappointing season, despite the fact that we have seen some better character development and better writing within the dialogue and the acting has improved. I mean, the performances are amazing, especially like, you know, the, performer, the performers that play Carol and Herschel and whatnot. Yeah, but this this season is such a complete mess, and none of it makes sense. As soon as the governor reappears, none of it makes sense. Like yeah. it's it's so it's silly. Like it's like, I mean, 
it's everything about the governor doesn't make sense. Like the way, like you said, Kate, the way he easily persuades these people into attacking the person, the fact that they don't even have a plan B. It's like, okay, we're going to show up and hope Rick lets us in. If he doesn't let us in, uh, we're just going to destroy the prison, which is what we need and what we came for. So let's just destroy it. Like yeah. it doesn't make any sense. Or, or how Lily all of a sudden appears during like the big, Oh, yeah. set piece and she's yeah. holding her daughter in her hands who hasn't yet turned into a walker like there's a lot of problems with this governor storyline yes but i don't think that negates just how strong then again i guess i liked it more than you did the first yeah. five episodes of the season really were i i think they had some great storytelling through that through that whole uh you know sickness arc and i really think that's the strongest the show has ever been for an extended period of time Yes, uh, I, I totally agree, and I agreed with you last week, but that storyline, like the whole uh, fever, illness storyline, whatever, like introducing a new threat that isn't necessarily a walker or a person was fantastic, but it also didn't advance the show forward. Like it still yeah. kept us in the prison. It was stalling, and it was basically stalling and waiting for the governor to reappear, and the whole governor story arc of season four completely ruined it for me. It was okay. it was too much bad to overlook, despite the great episodes we got at the start of the episode, uh, season. Everyone who's alive right now, everyone who's made it this far, we've all done the worst kinds of things just to stay alive. But we can still come back. We're not too far gone. We get to come back. I know. We all could change. Well, let's talk a little bit about, uh, because I don't know how many other opportunities we will have. Uh, let's talk a little bit about Herschel and Scott Wilson's performance and, uh, you know, what we've gotten from him this season. Clearly, we were affected by his death. It seemed, you know, especially with them leaving the prison and him being, you know, only somewhat mobile. I didn't see it wasn't a huge surprise, um, but I think maybe the method of his departure was a little surprising to people. Uh, did, what did you think of Herschel in this episode and and what are you going to miss about the character? I think I think uh, if anything, too, I, I've I've sort of liked over over this course of the season, how Herschel's kind of stepped up to try and help out. He's always just kind of been in the background for the most part. Um and I, and I think especially when we got to the point in this episode, he really didn't have a lot of dialogue. So it was a lot of kind of like facial expressions and and uh, just kind of looking into the camera. And I think one of the things about watching those whole scenes is I just I had this sinking feeling about every time they kept panning to Herschel's face. And then when Rick was saying, look, let's live together, we can do this. And he started smiling. I was like this. He's done. He's done. I know he's he's in for it. Um, and uh, I, I don't know. I've, I really liked him this season. I, I liked the way that they, they were able to kind of write him, that he was he wanted to do something even with the, the greatest odds that there were. And unfortunately, he just kind of ended up getting captured by the governor and sort of being the catalyst for destroying the prison. But uh, it was definitely a, a shocking moment, even though I had my, my big suspicions about it. Yeah, to me, it was the highlight of the episode. It was utterly heartbreaking. Unlike Judith's death or supposed death, which I'm yeah. confused about, man, when Herschel died, it really got to me. I was like, seriously, yeah. I had tears in my eyes. I'm like, I love this character. But the thing is, this is what I mean about dancing around 
uh, my review uh, on the podcast each and every week because I, I knew Herschel would eventually die. And I think it was obvious when we had the episode early on in the first uh, half of the season where um, it really focuses on Herschel and yeah. his heroics and how he decides to sacrifice himself to save everybody who's sick with the uh, the flu or fever. And I think uh, that episode now, I don't remember if it was internment, but whatever, one of those episodes, I think it really telegraphed that he was next in line to die, at least out of the major players, right? Yeah. Uh, but I love how they killed him off because he went out with a smile on his face because yeah. he knew Rick made the right choice by offering to put aside any past uh, problems he's had with the governor in spite of everything he's done and trying to find a way to work it out. And I think that's the central theme of this series, which you know they've actually... I, I called it way back on the first episode, right, Kate? I said, like, the central theme of the this season would be, like, the idea of redemption and being able to come back from um, all the things, all the terrible things that you've done. Yeah. And I think, um, I don't know, I think just the way they killed him off, I think it was just bittersweet. I think it was perfect. Yeah. Yeah, and, and also just the visuals of it, you know. the It was a really, it was a really stark Mm -hmm. moment and uh, i i don't know if i needed the but the um the you know just the visual of it and then the governor i mean obviously i get, he's just so such a clear psycho it's like <laughs> you're gonna threaten an old man and this is who we're following yeah um but but, but then he goes and he you know slitting his 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 neck you know enough that it makes like a v isn't enough. He has to continue to hack at him to fully sever his head. And we don't see him like, you know, sp you know, stab his head so that he won't turn. He doesn't have the, he doesn't care enough to do that. But, uh, but just the, the, the violence of it. And when, and, and I agree as soon as, as soon as they left the prison, it made sense for Herschel to die because he has very much been the man of peace and, you know, the farmer and the, the doctor and healer. And so it makes sense for him to, to not be willing to, or not want to leave this, this new home that they had created at the, at the prison. And I think it's very interesting that much like when they leave the farm, which was their last safe haven, everybody ends up fractured. The same thing happens here. Do we have any thoughts as to where everyone is going to meet up or who is going to, are we going to follow separate groups at the beginning of the next, you know, half, uh, half of the season? Can I just quickly cut in before we answer that question? I just want to say that the editing was fantastic, uh, specifically when they were killing off Herschel. Because did you notice that when the governor takes the first slice at his neck to decapitate him, it cuts to Megan's reaction? Uh, not, not Megan's reaction. It cuts to Maggie's reaction. Yeah. And then on the second slash, it cuts to Beth's reaction. I loved it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, as to where they're going, I don't know. I'll let you answer this. Hi. Oof, man. Uh... I think it'll be interesting to see if if when we come back where we pick up, like if it's an immediate type of like follow up or if it's like another like, oh, three months down the road or something. Um, I don't I don't know. I mean, I'd like to think that I've maybe probably maybe at the very end of the season, a bunch of them reconverge again. Um, but I think it would be maybe interesting whether whether or not they can handle it, uh, having these kind of smaller group separate storylines um my only concern with that is is things get spread too thin and it feels like there's too much going on and they're trying to do too many things at once but i i have no idea what they are 
Yeah, I would be down for an episode following each of the, the groups, you know? So, like, one group of you know, like, <laughs> Therese and the kids <laughs> is in one episode, and uh, Rick and Carl in another episode, and kind of doing it that way, and sort of ending with each of the groups kind of coming together or something. I don't know. That would That would be an interesting way for them to go, especially because they've shown a felicity with that type of storytelling yeah. in the past. Many of their the best episodes of the show, particularly the best Scott Gimple episodes, are those kind of side quest kind of episodes. Ricky, any thoughts? Well, I think the second half of season four is going to be like a complete reboot, which is fantastic because yeah. last week I asked for a reboot. I asked for them to kill off the governor and all the extras and blow up the prison. And every time I ask for something on the podcast, it, it happens. <laughs> well, <laughs> We're still waiting on that flamethrower. <laughs> okay. Yes, we are. But um, I'm, I'm pretty sure we'll get it eventually. But you know what? I, I, I'm kind of a little concerned about Glenn because Glenn is on a bus with a bunch of old people who we don't, <laughs> who we don't really yeah. know. And I think Sasha's on the bus, right? And, and his, anniver- his and Maggie's anniversary is around the corner. So to me, that worries me because I'm like, uh, is Glenn going to die? Is the bus going to explode? Is it going to like drive off a cliff? No, <laughs> so I'm a little worried about Glenn. As soon as Maggie left Glenn on the bus with a bunch of no names, I was like, oh, God, he's doomed. The bus is going to get hit by the tank or something. <laughs> so I was glad that didn't happen. But we, I'm a little concerned for what's coming with Glenn just because, you know, with his physicality and it's a good performance from Stephen Yoon this week, yeah. but um, in his performance as he goes back onto the bus, that's not going to lead to happiness down the line. In the next half of the, half of the season, I predict a very angsty, broody, and feeling, um, you know, like, like he let he let Maggie and Herschel down, and, you know, feeling disempowered, and also is going to lead to some stupid, rash decisions, and I can kind of already see where that storyline's going to go, and it's not a happy place. And yeah. I still haven't gotten my beautiful, happy Maggie and and uh, Glenn wedding, which <laughs> I still want to see, even though I can't anymore because Social's dead. Whatever. I don't know. You're not going to get a wedding, Kate. Give it up. Come on. <laughs> You're not. There's no way. Herschel's dead. Uh, no. But, you know, did anybody else find it weird that the bus drives off after the tank uh, is taken out by Daryl and most of the people are dead? Like, they, they just kind of drive off. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, just kind of drove, point? yeah. Where are you going? <laughs> Every, yeah. like, we have the baby left behind. We have four kids left behind. We have Maggie left behind. I mean, isn't that enough reason for Glenn to turn the bus around and go help everybody? Made no right. sense. Okay, yeah. so wait. What are, our, what are our groups? We have Therese runs after the kids when they go in the wrong direction. Yep. So we have, like, the, the four girls. Yeah, speaking know. of which, he needs to watch out, too, because he's tagging along with the fucking psychopath. Yeah. With, with the, the rat doctor? <laughs> yeah. Um, that was creepy. Then we have Carl and Rick. Yep. We have the bus. And then we have <laughs> Sasha, Bob, and who was with them? Maggie. Maggie. And Maggie. And, and then is Beth with them or is no, she Beth, somewhere else? Beth was with Daryl. Okay, oh. Beth and Daryl. So we have like five groups. Yep. Oh my god, Daryl saved the baby. <laughs> Has to be. <laughs> I think we would have seen Daryl, you know, because they would have loved, the, the Daryl fangirls would have loved that shot. Daryl, manly man, with a crossbow over one shoulder and a baby in the other. <laughs> well, they, well, they tried to get tricky with Daryl, too, when they had the uh, the walker almost, like, bite him, and then they just cut. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, 
But I, I had I I don't know. I just I was like, there's no way they're gonna they're gonna get him. So did anybody else scream though right before they cut or when they cut? I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> well, I I, def- I definitely was like tense in that moment. I'm like, I see that that guy coming up behind him and he's not turning around. And that was one of the conveniently quiet walkers we've had. We've had yeah. a number of conveniently quiet walkers this season. Should we talk about the other one? Which one? The the mudslide one out of nowhere, even though they've been hanging out at that beach like all season. I know. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I did like the fact that we actually got a zombie coming from underground, like reaching his yeah. hand up, kind of like the Evil Dead or Night of the Living Dead, that classic shot. But the problem with that scene is it didn't really carry any emotional weight because I do like the character of Megan and I do like the actress. I thought she was adorable. But, you know, we knew she was going to die. So I was like, okay, cool. I didn't know she was going to die. I was hoping she was going to, you know, try to de-crazy Lizzie as part of the, the, you know, the the group (laughs) after they left the prison. There's too many kids in the show and it causes a huge problem for for writers and it's inconvenient. That is why I think... Part of me thinks that they actually did kill off the baby because, I mean, seriously, it's a baby. It causes so many problems just in terms of, like, shooting the show, in terms of, like, just the actual characters within the series. I mean, you have a baby. I mean, like, the problem with the baby is so far throughout all of season four, Beth has been taking care of the baby. She's been playing babysitter. So they've had to sacrifice her character because they needed someone to look after the baby. It brings too many problems. So I can see them killing off the baby, but a part of me thinks she's still alive just because... It won't be satisfying if she's dead. By the way, I wanted to ask, I know you're not, you know, you don't really care about uh, Beth, even though I've been on the Beth bandwagon for a while here now. (laughs) Are you finally good with Beth? No. Okay, Kate. The problem (laughs) with her is, like I just said, she's been a She gets a bunch to do this week, though. This week, yeah, because the baby's gone, which is fantastic. But my problem with Beth, it's not that I dislike the actress and or the character. I just dislike what they've been doing with her because she's been in the background taking care of a baby, playing babysitter. So do you like her this week? Oh, yeah, she's awesome. I like everybody, everyone this week, even Lizzie. I mean, that girl's crazy, but at least she got up and (laughs) fucking shot someone in the head. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. So who's who's feeding the zombies rats? Lizzie? Well, I mean, it's just it's just so silly that even on the mid-season finale... We don't know. We don't know. Like, and they're still playing it again. Like, it's a mystery. It's like the biggest mystery right now is, is the baby dead and who's feeding zombies rats? Very yeah. strange. Yep. Well, I, I have a question for you guys, too. What did, what did you think of the fact that, I guess, the, the episode kind of, for the most part, glossed over the whole Rick getting rid of Carol? I mean, it was... The mini kind of convo with Daryl, but we never really got any kind of fallout or anything with Tyrese and stuff either because of the whole governor battle. Yeah, Tyrese still doesn't know. Uh, actually, I thought they handled that pretty well, and <laughs> I liked that they they were about to br- – I, I thought the conversation with Daryl actually worked and felt very true to both characters. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I like that they go to talk to Tyrese and you know deal with it, and then all shit breaks loose, and so they just – they can't. You know, they haven't been able to deal with it yet. So yeah. I was actually fine with that. Uh, I, I'm, I still think we might see her again in the second half of the season, or we, you know, she might show up on the spinoff. I don't know, but um, I think we might not be done with that character yet. So that's what kind of what I'm assuming. I'm hoping she appears on a spinoff show, but the thing is, because they, did, they didn't actually have a chance to tell Tyrese what she did, I think there's hope that she might reappear, like say in the next episode. And because she reappears and, I don't know, she helps out Rick and Carl or maybe even Tyrese or whatever, they're just going to decide not to tell Tyrese what happens. 
and yeah. she's going to rejoin the group. It's one of those two possibilities. But they're not going to get rid of Carol. Like, they're going to use her somehow in the spinoff series, or she's going to return to The Walking Dead. She's awesome. She's too. She's she's amazing. We need more tanks on the show. No, we don't. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. we so don't need tanks because every time that thing started moving, I thought, how much gas is that using? And I know they have a lot of cars sitting around they can siphon, but come on. Okay. Does Breaking Bad have a tank? Does Mad Men have a tank? Yes, I like those shows much better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but and I don't even really like Mad Men that much on the, on the scheme of things. Maybe if it had a tank. <laughs> <laughs> the tank is in the comic book, so I think a lot of uh, see. It's funny because a lot of readers of the comic book were kind of disappointed that the tank didn't appear last season, but yeah. it appeared this season. So at least we got it. Are there any other elements to the episode that you guys want to make sure we get to? The the one I wanted to mention that was so incredibly frustrating to me is Michonne not killing the governor. Oh yes, that this, that uh, cliche green. needs to never ever happen again I i'm disagree. above it i disagree i disagree he's, it, it, he's a it, threat it factors into the central theme of the season and uh about two episodes ago or three episodes ago she decided to let go of her need for vengeance and i think look he was going to die regardless there was a bunch of zombies crawling towards him and i think also the writers of the show did it because in the comic book it is lily that shoots the governor so i think Whenever it, it, whenever it's one of the highlights of the comic book, they try to incorporate it somehow into the TV show. And I think it wouldn't have really made a difference if it was Michonne and or Lily. But for comic book readers, it made a huge difference that it was Lily and not Michonne that kills off the governor. So for me, it worked. Yeah, but if you're if you're Michonne, okay, yeah, he will probably eventually die. Walkers will get him. But, you know, I hope he doesn't happen upon a gun and shoot you in the back while you're walking away. You kill him. He's a threat. You kill him. <laughs> Sean, where did you fall on this one? Yeah, I mean, it's. I think from from the more the more personal aspect, I I I hate when they like think they kill them and then they walk away and the guy returns again. So I I that killed me when she when she didn't completely finish him off. But I com I completely agree about the whole sort of redemption thing and the fact that she had grown from where she was obsessed with trying to find him to the the fact that she she basically you know believes she killed him and did what she needed to do. There was no point in trying to you know hack him up or anything like that. But I, I, I do have kind of, a, I, I think maybe it's kind of a silly question for you guys too, but uh, I was reading comments and things. People were saying that they don't think that the governor is dead because we didn't actually see him get shot. But I don't know. I, I feel like I totally maintain that his storyline is done. I mean, is that kind of what you guys, I assume oh, that's what you guys thought. We actually do see him get shot. She puts No, she, we cut away. It cuts but, away. Okay. It cuts away. She theoretically could have shot a zombie. But she totally shot him. No, she totally shot him. She puts the gun to his head. The gun goes off. They cut away. Big deal. He's dead. He's not coming back. That's exactly how it ends in the comic book. Yeah. Don't worry, everyone. The governor <laughs> is dead. Ding dong. <laughs> That's, yeah. Now we need to get a giraffe on the show. A giraffe and flamethrowers. Telling you. <laughs> <laughs> we have to get a Georgia for that. <laughs> oh, yeah. That, well, I guess that takes me to our, my last question, unless you guys have any other elements of the episode you want to discuss. Yeah, I, I should mention the music was lovely. I loved that cello solo uh, over the final moments of, with Herschel. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I also think, too, just kind of as a aside from that, I I, uh, I had been predicting that uh, Bob was kind of one of the governor's inside men. But after we obviously got kind of the flashback and stuff, that wasn't the case. So I, I kind of like the fact that also he didn't die this episode. He just got shot. 
Um, but I'm curious to see, especially with him being kind of the new character to the group, to see him kind of grow uh, and hopefully become someone we more care about, too. Oh, I really care about him. I've always cared about him. I, yeah. I liked him since they introduced him. I sorry, I think he's important to the group because he has a um, background in, what is it, like he was, uh, was an keep- army medic. Right. Uh, yeah. and, and even in this episode, when he gets shot, the first thing he does is he asks him to to see if there's an exit wound because yeah. then he can easily treat it, which I thought was a nice touch. Um, so, yeah, I really, really like his character. I'm hoping to see more of him, more of Tyrese, more of Michonne. Yep. Uh, they've pretty much killed off everyone who I don't want to see except for the bus full of extras. <laughs> the bus. The name was bus. And, and I got to tell you guys, I, I know Kate wants her wedding, but I'm ready to let Glenn go. Just blow up the bus or something. Because, <laughs> if it, like, yeah, they need to get rid of all those people. Well, I want them to let Glenn be awesome again. They haven't let him do anything for yeah, the, most Maggie's, of the season. Maggie's so much more badass with, without Glenn around. <laughs> because they haven't let Glenn do anything. Exactly. Remember when we, you know, we introduced that couple and we we're like, sweet, Glenn's awesome. We like Maggie. So. Why does Glenn can be the babysitter? <laughs> well do we have any other wish wish lists uh items for the second half of the season or is that the the main gist abraham yep he's coming yeah i, I know nothing about the character i just know the actor who's gonna play him and yeah well yeah. you know we were excited that they were introducing the governor like two seasons ago and then that ended up being a huge mess so they better not mess up abraham in cudlets <laughs> i trust yes for sure yeah, I, I think if anything, I'm I've I think that's one of the other big reasons I like this episode was they basically just they you know they finished the governor they finished the prison and now they're ready to try something new. Um, so I, I'm just kind of excited to see them on the move again. I always feel like, especially with like the farm and and eventually kind of with the prison, things sort of got really complacent for the characters because they got these walls and their safety and and there's a walker here or there, but uh, I don't know. I, I kind of like seeing them when they're on the move and having to worry about things from all around instead of just kind of being, all right, we're, we're safe. We can go to sleep at night. Yeah. Same here. I'm hoping to see a good four or five episodes on the road before yeah. anyone gets to the next location. That would be fantastic. I also really don't want to see the, 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 the group regroup. Like, you know what I mean? It would be great for yeah. each of them to have their own like individual storyline Mm-hmm. Uh, I still want to see the bus full of extras like die. Like, I'm sorry. We just don't <laughs> need those people, um, including Glenn. I'm just done with Glenn. And uh, we then the four little kids with Tyrese. Like, what What are they going to do? Like, I can't imagine what they're going to do with Tyrese and four little kids. Like, th- that's just going to be weird. Yeah, the only thing I can think of is, is they're going to try and put him in a one of those like kind of moral dilemmas. How do I deal with this psychopath after he learns, you know, the little kid happens to be this crazy person? Um, but, you know, if, if they're not going to show Judas, Judas' death, what are they going to do with uh, her if he has to be faced with trying to kill her off or something? Yeah, and I think uh, a lot of it rests on whether or not they killed off the baby. Because if they didn't kill off the baby, then they're eventually going to have to have whoever has the baby regroup would you know, a good number of the uh, players like maybe Rick and Carl and or at least Daryl and who knows. But yeah. uh, we don't know. We'll find out next year. It returns when? Mid-February, I believe. I think yep. so. Yeah. That's yeah. all right. So I'm excited because I do think Scott M. Gimple is doing a fantastic job. And now that uh, the governor is dead and they've blown up the prison, they can move forward. And as Rick says at the end of the episode, don't look back. And that's yep. what the showrunners need to do 
Don't look back. Forget about the mess from previous seasons with the constant changeover of showrunners. Let's mm-hmm. look forward and move on. And I think uh, I said this last week, Kate. I think season five will be the best season of The Walking Dead, unless they fire the showrunner again. In that case, <laughs> I'm just going to stop watching the show. <laughs> <laughs> the, the thing that I really would like to see from the second half of, of this season is I want to get a sense of the world. Yeah. It's been four seasons now. I want to know if this, if it's like this everywhere, if this is just, you know, sort, sort of like, I, I always think of like World War Z where there are certain areas that are completely different. Like certain areas are overrun by zombies and certain areas are comparatively safe. You know, I want to know, is this just a regional issue or is this the entire country or is this the entire world? I want to get a sense of where humanity is at. Yeah, so you basically you want sort of like a globe trotting Daryl who leaves the group and becomes like a super spy. Taking out <laughs> no, the <laughs> I just I just want them to come across someone who knows and it can tell them sort of like in that CDC episode where okay. we got, you know, some information there that they took forever to actually tell us. But Kate, hear me out here. Daryl in a show similar to Strike Back. Where he- yeah, no, he would be great. Don't get me wrong. But yeah. I, I want that. I want Daryl's awesome to remain with the group to raise the average. Okay. Yeah. Um, I actually have one last question. Uh, did, I, did okay at this point in time we know that the show revolves around Rick Grimes and it will all it will always revolve around Rick Grimes. But you know the thing about the series is they are making some drastic changes from the actual comic book. Does anybody here still want Rick Grimes, the character of the TV show, to die, and so they can move forward without him? I don't need to have Rick on this show to enjoy it. Um, that might be true for, that may not be true for everyone. I would be completely, I was kind of hoping he would come across zombie Carl and get killed. In no, this episode. no, 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 no. Because the reason why I ask is I think Carl is totally badass this season. And I yeah. love his character and the actor is doing a fantastic job. And this is like the second or third week in a row that he saves his dad. And I was like, you know what? Forget it. Kill off Rick Grimes. Let's follow like Carl. Cause he's way cooler. What do you think? Well, I mean, I, I agree with the, the whole Carl thing um, and definitely kind of this season he's he's been he's definitely matured as, as a character even I even agree with the sort of the, the acting has gotten a lot better too from uh, from the from the kid who plays Carl Chandler Riggs I don't I, I still like Rick and I, I I still think that there's potential to see some more from him hopefully the the writers can do that but I, I have a feeling that with Carl being, he has really turned into such a badass. He has really matured uh, as a as a character on this this season. So it would be really interesting to see him maybe take over the leadership role with his father in that kind of mini group. Um, especially if his father, I don't know, becomes you know super depressed. Although we've kind of already seen him be super depressed with Laurie's death, um, so that wouldn't necessarily be new. But I don't know. I, Carl's definitely a badass. I really like his character a lot more. Um, I'm maybe not necessarily ready for Rick to die yet, but I don't know. They've, they've built up a lot of the other characters around that it's not like his would be the only one that would make me not want to watch the show anymore. So, well, I think the problem is, is that it's like you said, he's been depressed since the very beginning of the show <laughs> he sure. was depressed yeah. because yeah. he's got separated from his wife and a kid. Then he was depressed because his wife died. Then he was depressed because he had this falling out with his best friend. Then he was depressed because he... He had a falling out with his son. Now he's depressed because his baby's dead. Yeah. <laughs> like, the guy's constantly <laughs> depressed. Yeah. Well, and also I think he's a much more interesting character when he's not in leader mode. Yeah, totally. 
Yeah. So it depends on how the show chooses to use him, I guess. But Exactly. But I think that wraps up our thoughts on Too Far Gone. Uh, Sean, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Where can our listeners find you online? Uh, they can find me online at tfanatic.com, or you guys, I guess, can find me on Twitter at sp underscore McKenna. And, of course, Rick and I are also on Twitter. Rick? Uh, you can find me at Sound on Sight, and you can also listen to our Sound on Sight slash Sorted Cinema podcast, especially the Sorted Cinema podcast because we review genre films. And if you go way back and listen to our first two episodes of Sorted Cinema, we had uh, two fantastic interviews with George A. Romero himself, the godfather of zombies. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so, you know, we're going to take a break here. We'll be back next year with a Walking Dead podcast. But in the meantime, you can always check out several of the other podcasts at soundonsight.org. And if you want, if you want to hear me talk about a lot more television, of course, I'm at the Televerse on on Twitter. But you can listen to the Televerse podcast with myself and my co-host Simon Howell. It comes goes up every Tuesday. We talk about the week's television, go through the shows that we're watching, and uh, highlight our favorites. And we'll be coming up to our best of 2013, which I'm pretty sure is going to kill me. Frankly, <laughs> you guys are killing me because I'm trying to catch up with all these shows that you've been <laughs> recommending to me. I just finished Spartacus. Oh, amazing. Amazing, right? Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm doing Strike Back, uh, Banshee, yep. like all these shows because I listen to the Televerse. So totally check out the Televerse because seriously, guys, they know what they are talking about and they recommend the best shows to watch. You can find that at soundoutslate.org, of course, and there'll be lots of best of 2013 stuff going up in December. So, so take a look there. Sean, thank you again so much for coming on. Thank you, guys. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We'll be back in February with another episode of the Sound on Sight Walking Dead podcast.